0: Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad pods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how are we doing?
1: Uh, not too bad. Had a pretty good Easter, but um the weather, I don't know where everybody else is listening to this, but uh snowed quite a bit. So uh land fertilizer down, get ready to do that. Mowed the lawn for the first time last week, and then got uh four days of snow. So that was that was a first. So my dad yard instincts are are in overdrive right now but uh other than other than that I can let that go uh getting pretty good would love to do some yard work outside but yeah snowed on us so
0: that was fun same I had great timing <laughs> I turned on my irrigation the day before it snowed for four days mm-hmm. have not fertilized yet but I have mowed. I did mow twice before that and so I was like man I really hope the it doesn't freeze in the pipes (laughs) kept the water moving I literally watered my grass with snow on the ground like it was pretty much melted all the way but I wanted to make sure that water didn't
1: yeah I thankfully had it so that I I hadn't set it to like a daily water cycle yet I know some people who watered the snow because it was it was set cycles already I hadn't done that yet so I didn't waste any water thankfully but yeah uh, that was a i should probably check that now that you say that <laughs> i think I turned it on yesterday i think so i think we're good
0: i i watered my grass for five minutes and it flooded because there's been so much just yeah. precipitation it's just like yeah. no we're maxed out we're it's gonna push crap. this into the gutter in the yeah. front street so, cool yeah that's
1: uh yeah that that's a that's an eye twitch moment for dads no i can't do that
0: can't do that yeah easter is good um way too much candy was found by the kids but yeah and then the annual uh throw a raw egg across the pasture was a hit again um raw eggs are very resilient especially soft dirt pastures because all the precipitation i literally did like a casual gronk spike egg just buried into the dirt nothing happened i did a hundred percent all of my windmill ability gronk spike and it finally cracked but you could throw that just like peyton man thing and it would just roll across i'm impressed chickens are impressive to me that at this point
1: that that one on a tangent you you went from throwing eggs to being impressed by chickens and <laughs>
0: during, <laughs> think about it you throw an egg like 50 yards across the pasture yeah. and just rolls across the dirt it's gotta like, be
1: hard because sometimes in the wild things step on eggs and you want to be a little resilient you know
0: right so
1: just i'm i'm i'm, I'm proud of chickens i guess let's put that way
0: and then i think i gotta it. yeah i think i also gotta do one of the funnest things i've done in a long time and i got to pa announce a double header for the there local minor league team between
1: snowstorms, <laughs> between- yeah it was cold it was cold <laughs> in the press box yeah, it was. but
0: i got extra innings worth so it's slated for a double header seven yeah. innings each and i got an extra well it was, ended up being a little over 17 innings total, i so. did
1: know you were doing that obviously and I was traveling a little bit during that time, and I did tell the wife. I hope JT shouts out the podcast multiple times. And I assume you did, correct? Every turn, every, every inning? Oh yeah. You played yeah. audio clips from the podcast, just you know, I like, lighten it up, the mood. They're like,
0: you keep mispronouncing the uh, sponsor. You keep saying "dad." What? Where is it? Fantasy Dad Pods. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no. You know, the coolest, coldest beer in the world, Fantasy dad pods course <laughs> like, wait, wait, like <laughs> so, oh so you're on, stung, subliminal just liminal messages yeah i got like, slowly <laughs> what just happened What? <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because the new radio guy for them is a uh, fellow Coog. there so you bonded go. over that and they gave me some tips and pointers on pronunciations and stuff but it was also his first day so um but he's he's an Edward R. Murrow graduate. And I'm just, I was like, Ice be butch. He's like, that's cool. You, you like, you've it's... been in the
1: building. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been in the communications right? building. There you go. As have yeah.
0: I. Different paths, but we both ended up in the same yeah. spot. But fun stuff. Um, yeah, this is our first pod with the full season in in full swing, if you will. And um quite a lot of bit of overreaction maybe underreaction um what's what's the first couple like headlines that come to mind in terms of of baseball
1: um yeah honestly i think well it, it, for the first week uh it's clearly overreactions <laughs> um everybody's either the greatest or the worst um and there's so many moves are made i purposely try not to make moves other than maybe closer moves. Um, I don't, I, I drafted my team, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, depending on when you drafted and, and for some of these teams didn't even play. Cause like I said, some of these games had snow days, some had rain delays. So some of the teams play like five games and you're, and you know, maybe not all of them played every day. So you're getting, looking at 20 at bats and you're adjusting. You spent all offseason season deciding a guy you like a guy and now in 20 at bats you're like i'm done with or you know one game pitch you're like i'm done with them i'm like just settle down i again i only re- adjust things usually if if there's a player that i like that i didn't know was going to get playing time then maybe that like a, a batter that will get playing time that i liked i was just like oh where's he gonna play but then he ends up playing a bunch i'm like oh maybe i'll go for that guy but like again yeah it's just other than that it's like a guy got a couple saves i'm like okay so they're leaning towards this guy i'll make a play on waivers for that guy but other than that it's Need to calm down everybody. I think we say that every year for every sport, football and baseball, but it, it's I can't reiterate it enough. Just calm down. Calm down.
0: Yeah. Um, I I'm not sure when you were gonna apologize to myself and your brother and Kevin, but uh the Mets are seven and three to start the season. So yeah, uh
1: the Mets have also <laughs> played the Nationals and Orioles, I believe. <laughs> or was it the Orioles? <laughs> I they played some. No, it was the Nationals and somebody else. And I was, like, oh yeah. And I was Matthew, my brother sent me that. And he, I was like, I I called like the Jays and the Dodgers, and they both had better records than the right. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about?
0: Hey, they're winning against teams they should be. Like that, that is a positive. As
1: long as McGill is DeGrom, you're good. <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's been amazing, by the way. Transition, but like he's been fantastic in two years.
0: Reincarnation. Games. Pick him up honestly <laughs> this point, yeah,
1: <laughs> roll some dice i mean like again like it, it, if i'm not again i'm not saying like we've talked i just said that don't freak out but if you're you know your ninth starting pitcher down there you know and there's a guy going off like mcgill you yeah. don't have to play the guy like just roll some dice is totally fine but like when you're cutting guys that you drafted and like i was saying that's like a 2016 league if you're drafting you're cutting guys like round 15 and up you're you need to calm down but if you got a guy in, like, you know, 24, you're like, eh. Took a shot on him. He might not look as good. Throw, throw some money at Miguel. Like, guys like that. Because if it's if it's a hot streak, then you could just drop him. But if he's got an awesome year coming, like a Wheeler a couple years ago, you're like, oh, this guy's actually really good. Boom, Cy Young. Don't want to miss the boat.
0: Yeah. And I would have said maybe Miguel was, like, a fringe 15-team league draft. Yeah. Um, I think he just – Gave up way too many home runs in the second half last year. Otherwise, looked pretty solid. And we're talking about a rookie season, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of growth to be had. And mm-hmm. you're going to see it everywhere. No growth is linear. Period. Either prospect can't or hit others.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Get it. Anything.
0: So, um, yeah, that's definitely a name. Um, Stephen Kwan has been a name. I think it's been long enough where the last time we potted. It was right before the season. Now we're like two weeks in, or week and a half in, and it's like, is he not a thing anymore? Did it did the flame burn out already, and we haven't even talked about him?
1: It was just such a Babbit and a contact machine. He was never going to miss. He was never was going to hit every pitch he swung at. Like, that's basically what it was. So I, I did see him, and honestly, everyone was freaking out. But like I said, like he's not – or like we talked about, the regression's coming – He's not going to hit 600, and he's not going to have a 2,000 OPS. So you're going to draft him, and he is going to not do that. He will regress. The question is, where does he balance out? Um, I think the skills, like a Nick Madrigal, who is struggling on the opposite side, those guys will always find a place and always level out pretty good because they make contact, and they're fast enough. They don't have to be burners, but they're, they're not – Albert Pujols running out there. They make contact, and if you run decently well, you'll be fine. The question is, what is the upside with those guys? And I think with Quan, he always has taken the locks. The guys who make elite contact have always wanted to use the elite contact. So their walk rates are, I think it's Madrigal's like about little like eight or something like that, you know, a little less depending on these other elite hit guys. And Quan is higher. So I, I feel like his upside might even be a little higher than a Madrigal because he could get to 12 home runs too a Quan can where a Madrigal is never going to do that. And when Quan also can have double digit walk rate too, that helps as well. So have a little higher slugging and a little higher walk rate, which will help his OPS a lot more than a Nick Madrigal. So I think he will regress. He's going to regress down. Madrigal is going to regress up. They will balance and Quan will be a little, could be a little higher just based on the portfolio of the, who the player is. And there's going to yeah. be lots of playing time in Cleveland's outfield. Let's just, let's just be, they're not, a, have a ton of outfielders. So they're going to let him run out there and get him some playing time. So.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think him just in terms of he's playing a bunch, he's got a great plate discipline. Always has. Always
1: has, yeah. In the minors too, yeah.
0: Um, even at OSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just. You're not going to expect the world. He should be an on-base doubles, get you some stolen bases. And if he's playing a full-time playing position and he's hot, ride it. But like, it's what do you drop to do that? You know, and, and obviously it's like, it's all relative. And now, I mean, every, everywhere he's pretty much owned and mm-hmm. you just got to either ride the streak or think, okay, he's going to be my solid fifth outfielder, in like a a OBP league, like cool, you know, batting near the top of that kind of weak ish lineup. Like that's fine. That's totally fine. So it's just like, you got to temper expectations, but in terms of when it, when it was happening, it's a must add because guess what? He's a starting outfielder that's on a hot streak. I think you would say a must add for any player, you know, insert name, X, Y, Z. So it just, because it's to the start of the season it's just more heightened everything else is more you know small sample recency bias it's just like spring training it's so um but it's i mean it's fun it's really cool that's it's just a name that's um you know hasn't been really discussed i mean you talk about madrigal he was the primo talent and kwan was like (laughs) if not one b i mean like carbon yeah. copy facsimile of of that profile so anyway um I just
1: love his like k walk uh, minus k percentage the the god of this Juan Soto' is at 10 and he's sitting at like a 16 <laughs> like he's when you're doing something better especially at patience and play discipline than Juan Soto you're doing pretty well at baseball
0: yeah and well, speaking of plate discipline, I don't know if we want how much we want to deep dive or we can just trickle references in here. I had the link to Wpdi. It's the first one on the sheet there, but
1: yeah I'm looking at it i've
0: I've got it set up for the historical metric, and so it's starting to populate. and so um they're start already starting to become trends. you click on those graphs and everything i'll set, I'll set up a link attached to the tweet for this podcast. You can follow along, everyone listening. But um, uh, WPDI quick uh, explanation, it's um, weighted plate discipline index and uh, got it broken down into a very specific one for walks, one for Ks and one for the walk minus K percent. And um, I've done some, Uh, correlations and obviously i mean it sounds really um not dumb but just like well yeah of course yeah but players who are elite at walking are elite not swinging at pitches out of the zone and um and that's pretty much what it boils down to i mean there's different phases of of the results but like if you are good with your zone and you're good at only swinging at pitches in the zone and laying off ones out, you're gonna be great at walking. It's it's the aggressiveness. The K percent actually is a corporation of all the different results, which I found fascinating. And then the one that counts the least, the, the one that doesn't matter almost is insignificant are pitches in the zone that are not swung on. I found that really, really interesting it has no bearing on strikeout or anything it's it's like um i think all the wasted pitches end up in there
1: yeah i also think that um not all strikes in the zone are created equally too so they balance Mm -hmm. out like a high outside one to a hitter who likes it low on inside he's not going to go at that even though he probably knows it's a strike he's just like look that's not my pitch if you're going to live out there live out there but i don't think you hit that spot you're going to miss and that's when i do it so i think that's why it's the correlation because some of these guys just know they're like, look, I got a zone, I got a spot that I'm looking for. I know that might be a strike, but it's not on it's not me. So yeah, that is interesting though. But yeah, you know, mm. I this is a great uh this is a great tool. I love it. It's fantastic. I think
0: it it just validates it's kind of like an exwoba, it's kind of like an expected stat. Excuse me. I should just say any expected stat. It's not necessarily predictive, but it's more um, it's gonna, gonna explain whether hey that high walk or high k or, or vice versa if it's verified as you know something that that player earned or didn't yeah. earn
1: well i think in that regard then had just how you described it it is sort of predictive if they're earning something versus lucking into something the earned thing is repeatable versus right. the, the luck thing so i think these stats are again we talk about like rbis and batting average and and home runs but it, all of those and those are all fantasy numbers all those need context you need to understand how they're getting it and if they're getting it in a way that is luck involved that this will show then that's not repeatable then you don't want because again we talk like a quan, like he's hot right now like he's getting he's going crazy but it doesn't matter what he did when you didn't have him you need to know what he will do when he's on your roster that th- everything he did before doesn't matter because you didn't get any of those stats what is he going to do once I roster him? And so, like, that, that, you do kind of need these predictive stats, and that's the that is the whole point when you just sort by batting average and be like, that guy's got a really high batting average. Well, yeah, he's got a 450 batting average, but he's not going to hit that for the season. So, I need to know what is most what is his luck versus talent in that 450 and where will it regress to, and what can I expect the rest of the year? That situation, and I think you've done a, a very good job breaking breaking this down. Any of these tools are what you want to be successful in in fantasy period Like it's, it's just says if you're not looking at expected numbers or these types of numbers or, i mean these are what we're mayor fans this is what mayor fans do mirrors or is they are they're saying is control the zone you need to control the zone major league teams look at this and that's predictive they actually i actually listened to an interview with people and they were talking about the mayor's gm and Julio Rodriguez is getting unlucky with eight called strike eight strikeouts outside the zone they said, look, it doesn't matter. That will adjust. You're fine. Your approach is correct. You are unlucky. It will adjust. So what I'm saying is get Julio Rodriguez. Cause he's really cheap right now. So, but like, it, I'm not saying he's going to go off, but he will be much, much better than he is now because he's still controlling his own. He's just not getting any of the calls right now. So have faith in players like that, because again, you look at his numbers, you're like terrible. He's just playing terrible. And in reality, not playing that bad, just not getting any bounces once the bounces come what will it be and they will be they are projected to be nicer than now but that's kind of a little barbara still <laughs> they're they're look, they look better
0: yeah the the two names that really stick out that are like quote-unquote brand names that i really think you can consider dropping um well uh, first of all you shouldn't have mike Mustakas on your team if you do that's a super deep league and more <laughs> I'm sorry <scary> right. too <laughs> yeah. um, but he's just painted red. Um, Giancarlo Stanton is doing himself no favors in terms of how much he is striking out compared to he's only walked a couple times it looks like he's at two and a half percent walk but it all the underlying metrics for everything going in and out of the zone and what he's swinging at, it's red, and it, he's not. He's 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 very benchable. Um, let's just say yeah. that at the very least.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. It's...
0: Luis robert really stands out to me because he is. He, he only has a K percent of eight point one, but all the underlying metrics should say he should be way worse than that. So get ready for that regression.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's been amazing so far. So yeah, that, that is, that's coming hard. Uh, on the flip side, Anthony Rendon, lots of green. Hasn't been great this year looking at it, but lots of green. Yeah. So, uh, I, I expect him to turn it around rather quickly. And Same with Spencer Torkelson. Yeah. The torque monster.
0: Torkelson was one. Cause I've been updating this every few days. Uh, Kyle Tucker's another. Um, he's, almost kind of the julio category he's gonna catch fire and just wait it out
1: and no batting team no batting gloves so always root for kyle tucker
0: (laughs) yeah who else was the no batting gloves Uh, i don't
1: know of anybody in a while has there been anyone the most famous
0: yeah well at least not that kind of level right of caliber player there's there was another one just the other day i was watching the game
1: oh really i didn't
0: he was didn't a no that. batting gloves guy but he was more of a journeyman utility
1: oh, okay okay well that figures like those are the those are the great guys <laughs> right <laughs> so, it might have been
0: someone on the padres but i can't i can't recall Padres. Now.
1: i, I would have said pittsburgh you're like that is like a scenes-over. there's a team full <laughs> of utility guys you're like oh who's really? that guy again yeah yeah um but I want uh, the one thing I do want to say about John Carlos Stanton was I did like the radio call the other day in New York when it was clearly a home run, and then the guy caught it before the warning track, so that was fantastic. Thank you.
0: Oh, right, answers.
1: yeah, that was it. Looked and it looked like he hit it too. He thought he got it, and it wasn't that close. It's pretty, it was pretty entertaining. It was mm-hmm. pretty. He is just not at the long story short, he is not feeling it at the plate either, right? He, thought he got all of it, and he did not get all of it. <laughs>
0: um. I will say this, Nolan Arenado, it checks all the boxes. Highest decks, um, Top one of the top 10% here in this WPDI metric. But if he's seeing the ball as well as he is now, and then he made a slight swing change in the offseason, if he's hitting the ball as well as he is, watch out. Like, this yeah. is legit if you want him on your team i i think it's everything he's doing is is validated and if someone's thinking oh maybe sell high like if it's within reason i would give you the, the double thumbs up
1: JTM am told that only you can only hit in colorado and once you leave you're just trash that's what i was told
0: it's it's um, tbd <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think it's pretty well established <laughs> He's he's good at he is good at yeah
0: it's not gonna it's 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 different yeah it's just a different environment obviously Um, it's just you know what the player's capable of it's just in terms of whether their extremes in Colorado add into their profile or not Um, I guess you get to see more uh, realistic sense of a player when they're at sea level if you will, but yeah, Nolan Arenado, legit, G-Man Choi, legit, um, same goes for him, elite in the walk discipline, and he's he's actually, like, he, he's going to strike out some, but it, it's okay, but G-Man Choi is, like, if you need a backup first baseman or something like that, he's he's been surprisingly there, I think he's playing majority, yeah, at least five out of seven days a week. Um, um so that's someone i picked up in the league was g-man Choi.
1: g-man Choi. uh i heard a debate is he a beef body you think i mean because beef body implies home runs and he's not a really big homer guy
0: he's a dad bod
1: well yeah i'm all about certified what do we call dad bods and beef bods are they close or what's what's the what's the what's the ruling on that
0: oh man that's what I, I thought. I had, had like a, split I was listening there. to the podcast
1: in the car and I had like an existential crisis in the car. I was like, well, what is he a dad dadbot is he not? Cuz it implies like a Daniel Dolgobach, like big right. body but just tons of power. And he's a big body, but the power is not as there as much as you think. So like
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it is either. Um I want to see what his profile lays out as. I never really have like Taking a deep dive into G-Man Troy, like, with all respect.
1: Yeah, um, no, uh, it's, it's, it's the Rays, man. They're so smart, but it also kind of, like, impacts all fantasy value. Like, they're very – I think they're very fun team to watch um, baseball-wise, like, playoffs. I really like it mm-hmm. because it's how, like, analytics and everything are going. It's just, like, as a fantasy owner, I usually stay away from rostering those players just because it's so – so many off days so switching around so short starts so like everybody everybody's affected and it's good for winning but it's it's so hard to other than like a wander franco and i mean they're not going to have like all world talent every year at every position but it's like it's so hard to like understand when and if they're going to be used not correctly but like in a given day because they know how to use them these players It's it's just it's frustrating to watch so yeah i i've gone there with like yandy diaz like, I've been a Yandy Diaz a couple of years ago guy. Yeah. But it's, just, but it's just like he has multiple position eligibility, has potential to hit power, but playing time, there's always, like, three first basemen, and there's always, like, a sub in third, and then you're like, how much is he going to play? Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Choi is a TTO champ right now. T- three true outcome. Home runs, he's got two dingers, but his barrel percent is 26%, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or he's striking out or he's walking he's striking out twenty five percent of the time he's walking twenty nine so I mean he's but like uh just touched on like the walk is legit, the strikeout is kind of legit as well, so I mean like he's just kind of rolling with it, so i mean i that that was one i just i picked up, needed um uh, bat in a fifteen team league because I went super pitching heavy and um We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's another I, – I also have a fondness for Yandy, but I always – last year or 2 I've talked myself out of it. But, Choi, I'm going to have to keep on a short leash. Yeah,
1: if you just played more, I'd be all about it. But it's just – it's it's playing time and where and switch around. That's, that's, I in that league need home runs so bad, and I just looked at it and I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get it. So, that, that's an issue for a different day because you already got Choi. So, I'm like, oh, man, there's – i need some home runs so bad i just need my players to play better is probably one of this but but it's oh
0: uh, g man Choi is the second highest total true outcome so far this year
1: oh who's the highest
0: the next guy i was going to talk about which is perfect say is suzuki really yeah four Sorry, four gamers. Twenty five percent so far. I mean, we're talking, you know, not crazy. we're talking about thirty five yeah, plate appearances. So. Yeah, I
1: guess I guess that's not crazy. Twenty five is not crazy though. But he's walked I just, just thought, as I much. Gonna, I was gonna say he must walk, and he's he's got been hitting some home runs. So I'm like, okay, but I just didn't think the strike the, the strikeout was that high. But twenty five is not it's not bad at all, actually. You, right. It's it's definitely playable. You'd want it to be lower, but it is playable. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> Julio's sixth without a home run. That's how high his. <laughs> just either walk and, or striking and, and, out it's and like,
1: many of them are uh looking which are also incorrect too so yeah. um like it's just it's frustrating that he is just getting like the raw deal of it so bad
0: yeah but i don't want to go too the, far the, away the from... Is
1: just a really it looks really nice right now for him but yeah right <laughs>
0: well it validates i mean that he he's seeing just the correct the raw like, end of the deal yeah he's
1: just not getting the call
0: <laughs> back to suzuki what what are you feeling how are you initial reaction
1: i i think he's the real deal like i don't i don't know where it will normalize the play but as we saw with he's not an otani like let's not let's not classify him as an otani otani's like the unicorn in terms of power and he was younger but suzuki as we get it with these japanese players coming over now it plays like completely like the hit the skill the hit tool plays, the pitching plays. So, yes, it's not the same caliber of talent, but it is close enough that with a little bit of adjustments, they will play. He's adjusting quicker than I thought he would because they had a shortened spring training and everything. So, his start is surprising, I guess. But um, I believed the power would be there. I believed the patience would be there. Japanese players, usually with their fundamentals, tend to be fundamentally very sound um and so that the patience in the eye would i thought would be pretty good um i think they strike out only because they're going for the power like if if like kind of like an intro if you told them like look don't go for power they like the on base would be much crazier because it's just as each row has talked about it's just something that they they drive home over there i don't know if it's changing with analytics and everything but that i know when each row coming up that was like a big thing that they they're still on that JT. I know you're the big KBO guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I, just saw, guy I, know.
0: I saw a quote today through Sayas um, interpreter and the, the interviewer said, oh, you know, how's how's the your preparation been for these major league pitchers compared to, you know, what analytics are you looking at? Because you've had such great success so far this season. What's the same? What's different? And he said, I haven't looked at any stats. I'm taking it as it comes. Um, if anything, I think he's watching video, but he's not looking at, yeah, you know, uh, an Excel spreadsheet, which I found really interesting. and um, you know, maybe eventually he'll incorporate it, but he wants to see the the picture, their delivery, you know, I'm sure I'm sure like, obviously numbers have to trickle in oh he hits 95 how,
1: how oh, do they I mean, yeah know. i mean like but on a spreadsheet with his numbers but,
0: but like yeah we're not he's not getting into the weeds he hasn't looked at and i thought that was really interesting um that he just kind of was like nope just kind of like shut that that combo down and I think redirected
1: he, and i think honestly that's probably the right approach because honestly it, the only time you'd ever use those numbers is like when it comes to like a julio situation where like look these numbers show you're doing the right thing. The results aren't here, but if you're doing what he's doing, which has been awesome so far, why does he even need to look at the expected stats? Like, it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to give him anything, the bonus, he's doing the correct thing. (laughs) Like It's like, look, if you could just walk less and hit more home runs, he's like, well, I'm trying. Like, it's not like, it's the exact thing he's trying to do. So like what he's doing at the plate works. And I think it will continue to work. Um, they will adjust obviously pitchers once they get a better rapport on him, but I don't think it's going to adjust as much as people think. Cause he is not a 20 year old guy who doesn't have triple a experience. This guy MVPs of Japanese league baseball. Like this is not something he hasn't seen before. So he hasn't seen probably some of these elite American or, you know, to make him pitchers or whoever he's playing in the in the in that league but still it's just like the idea is the same he will adjust as well he understands how to adjust to pro pitching
0: absolutely right he
1: will continue to do that there might be a little bit of a bump just because once they do that but it is going to be much less than some of these rookies that you see or are seeing he is a professional through and through
0: yep definitely um another professional matt Olson
1: retirement before the pod started uh that,
0: that, that guy legit.
1: like there's a couple like who would really talk about mascots of this podcast that me and jt love there's the matt olsons and the bryce harpers and the Sotos that are like the obp machines or the I, th- I feel like matt olson's like our underrated guy because like he's the guy that of those two of those three you never talk about but like i have a feeling like in every auction draft we fight over Matt Olson <laughs> like, because we both yep. like Matt Olson uh, and now he's out of Oakland and the rest of baseball seeing Matt Olson be good at baseball and he gets out of that, like crazy ballpark when it comes to like, size and foul territory too so I think we both saw a, a breakout coming I mean obviously, I don't think he's going to continue this but like he's very good at baseball people like and he, ha- and he has been for a while I have more faith in him definitely, than his his partner in crime, uh, Chapman, when the he left. I am not in on Chapman, and I was all in on that also.
0: Agreed. Um, there's a name here that I am looking at the, the WPTI. I'm looking at how he started the season, and I'm going to say sell high, and it's Andrew Benintendi. And I don't want to just say because I would have told you that before the season, or <laughs> yeah. just don't bother yeah. drafting him unless you're in like in a 15 team league, he's starting outfielder. Like I said, yeah. I mean, he just at a certain point depth prevails, mm-hmm. but he's had a really good start. I just don't know. Like this is his ceiling and it's, you know, It's just it's in such a small sample. I don't want to nitpick anything, but enjoy it while it lasts is maybe what I'll say. Uh, Maybe if you can sell high, I probably would. Um, Oh, actually, and that's how how it got brought up was our buddy Chase, who lives in uh, Georgia. Shout out. Um, he, He messaged me today and was like, I forgot that I signed up for a fantasy baseball league like <laughs> his wife's co-workers or something were like hey yeah. we need someone do you want to join he's like sure i do football that'd be fun and i listen to my buddies who podcast about it so you know i'll follow along he's like i forgot i signed up i missed the draft i auto drafted and i forgot this whole first week and it's head to head oh he's like help me and i was like okay well hey you know let's do this let's break it down so it maybe we went back and forth for about a half hour i was like screenshot me you know your team that you got the free agents available and we'll piece it together and i just wanted to guide him i didn't want to tell him do this do this do this you know but i was just like okay what and ironically enough for an auto draft his team was actually solid his pitching was awesome.
1: Primo, okay. Injured,
0: injured, heavily injured. Figured that like, would, dude, be you case, know, yeah. Lance Lynn and like those. See, but, but, that, like,
1: but that was be- he got like, that. Before he was hurt true. too. So that's it's pretty.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like he you got Clevenger and Lynn and a couple others that are injured. Sale, but otherwise, I'm like, I don't know about Sale coming back at all. But like. Yeah. He had a really good pitching staff. He only had one saves guy, which I'm like, you might want to address that. But his his hitters were solid, but the categories, okay, sorry, Chase, but the categories are just ridiculous. Um, oh, gosh. They count Grand Slams. This is this head to head per week? Head
1: to head categories. Okay.
0: Okay. They count Grand Slams. They count cycles.
1: So, so, so it's categories, right?
0: Yeah. Runs, Ribby. Yeah. Runs, Ribbies, home runs um you know each one's a category against itself you know it's head-to-head stolen bases um they count obp and ops so okay so you're
1: double counting on base okay right
0: and then and then i was like what's a cyc and a g Eh?" and as soon as i sent it i go are you counting cycles and grand slams (laughs) (laughs) because as soon as i asked it i kept scrolling to the pitching ones and there's uh shutouts. I would have and... thought GS was
1: game started to be honest. I never yeah. would have thought like someone I... had grand slams in their thing.
0: Yeah, there's so there's perfect games. They're gonna count perfect <laughs> games, no hitters, and like and the guy who actually turns on
1: must be super pissed right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I didn't I didn't even approach it because it's his <sighs> it's his first taste of it. And you know, I think it's he...
1: cycles and complete games.
0: But guess what? He had a grand slam. Some guy hit him a grand slam last week, so he won that. also Yelich one
1: just today, earlier today. So, so I don't know if it's Christian Yelich, But
0: I would advise it against those just because it's so rare. Like, why have a match decided no, on that? Yeah, it's,
1: it's random because you have to have the bases loaded in front of you. You would be the best grand slam hitter or home run hitter in the world, but if the bases aren't loaded in front of you, you're not going to hit a grand slam. It's
0: just yeah, it's just what it is. Like. To me, sorry to talk about fancy football, but like a 300-yard passing bonus for QB seems... I'm more okay with that. I'm not okay overall with it, but I'm more okay with that than like counting cycles for a head-to-head. It's So random.
1: Let me start on those stupid yard <laughs> bonuses for fantasy football. It's like an arbitrary, it's right? an arbitrary, right? That's kind of what we're number. talking like, about. Ca- like, it's an arbitrary number. Who cares? Like, it's
0: just, yeah, it's just you're,
1: almost reward garbage time at that point. Like, yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's like, true.
1: It's stupid. I want to get your take. Speaking of stupid, I want to get your take on someone that we've talked about. Interesting. Um, start to a season, and by interesting, there are some very good things, and there are some very bad things. I just mentioned them. Hit a grand today, Christian Yelich. Um, on this, see some green. See some very not green. Um, it's almost half and half. <laughs> and then numbers, uh, you know, not get, hitting the ball on the ground again. Babbitt, 300 because he's hitting the ball on the ground. On base still, you know, 370 expected. Three, you know, 360 sitting there. Like, is on base is still looking okay walk rate right at 18 strikeout right, rates a little high. again you know just early in the year he'll it'll probably come down a little bit it's for him it'll still it'll come down but he's doing some things but do you think it's enough sorry I got hiccups do you think it's enough or do you think we're we're seeing what you thought like he is now basically Miami Marlins Christian Yellows again
0: I, I yeah I think we're seeing that he's he's getting a little unlucky but it's a small sample. I'm seeing the, a 60% ground ball rate. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that ISO is not looking great. <laughs> but he's
0: barreled 15%. So it's like very it
1: doesn't matter if you barrel it hits st- f- four feet in the ground, JD. <laughs> like... I know, but it's just
0: like he's <laughs> or not
1: barrel, but hard hit. Yeah, because you gotta I don't have
0: I could pull up savant sweet spot, but it's like he he's not hitting the the center of the ball. He's on top of it or he's under it type of deal. Um, I, where was he going? He's going like ADP 100, 110, Ish, maybe like yeah. early hundreds. I don't think you're going to get what the value out of that, but I I think I think if you said he batted 250, 260, his OPS was maybe approaching 800. Like that's serviceable but that's not the christian yelich brand name that you think of and you yeah, probably
1: what if you got the miami guy from like 2015 like it's a basically 800 ops um nine percent walks 19 percent strikeout but i mean like even then he's underachieving that right it's just and his ba- that BABIP is like 350 370 and i just don't know if he's got that anymore in him to get that BABIP up because if he's going to keep hitting on the ground, that babbit needs to climb, and the Babbitt's getting lower as he gets older, and fouling balls off his kneecap and things like that, and the stone bases are going down. Like It's just like you need to elevate it. He's going the wrong way. He needs to get it higher as he gets older, and he's, it's getting lower as he gets older. And it's just painful to watch. But I think there's, he's showing flashes, I think, and that's the, that's the frustrating, we've talked about this, that is a frustrating part about him, like like, t- today, the, ho- the home running hit was a legit, like, dinger. Like, it was great pitch recognition. Like, he still has, like, the talent to be – the MVP talent's in there. And it's, it's the Vlad Guerrero thing. Just lift the ball up a little bit. That's all you got to do. Just a couple angles up. Vlad sitting at, like, 700 OPS for his first three years. Just lift it up a little bit. <laughs> just turn – just just do the thing. And then winning MVPs. And that's what Yelts did. But now Yelts is just, just back down again don't know man it's just frustrating
0: you know what i'm starting to kind of trend see now that i'm like got savant pulled up with some other stuff he's got the elite zone eye that, that, that's what right? i'm saying like with your expected stuff that's so, what
1: he's got elite there but i'm just so like he's
0: gonna walk but when the ball is swung on it's like he's it's like he's selling out, and it's it you don't know what you're gonna get out of the outcome of con- contact. I love
1: your breakdown. Let's just break down what you said. He's walking really good, except when he swings, it's not good. Because <laughs> like, he like, might strike like, out, he might yeah, pop he's it up. Recognizing the pitch, good. Sixty percent like, in the ground, it, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like JT, that's not good. <laughs> like, His hard
0: hit percent seventy five percent so far, Sean. Like in the ground, wow, man. Like <laughs> he's just. He's just, like, closing his eyes and giving it everything.
1: And that's the thing. Like, that's frustrating. Like, he clearly can make the contact. He can hit the ball, and he can hit it hard. It's that angle is the only thing that's wrong with his game right now. He's recognizing the pitches. He's hitting it hard. He's making solid contact. He's just not hitting it at the correct angle. That's it.
0: Like, that is it. I mean, we're talking small sample, but his – Overall, even in his career, his sweet spot is low 30s. Yeah. Even that is his MVP peak. And so far, so this season, square at 30% sweet spot. He just needs to so lift that angle. His, what's I mean, his is, average launch angle though? Yeah, 0. 0.9. Yeah, well, sorry. That's the yeah. 60% ground ball. Yep. Talking.
1: I, I mean, 370 expected weighted on base. Like he, th- that, like you said, the eye is still there. Like, the hard hit rate is still there. So if he elevates it, the power will still be there. It's just he mm-hmm. is not elevating this at all. And my and question with his is, do, is, do you think he can fix it? Because he's done it. He did it for three years. He elevated the ball. Is there any way he gets it back? Because every every other metric says still really good if he could do that. Can he do that, JT? Oh,
0: Sean um
1: That's why we ask these questions. That's why Chase asks you to fix his fantasy team. Shout out, Chase. It's Chase uh trade Chris Sale. <laughs> just just remove that from your team.
0: What is hit Yelich's exit velocity on fly ball line drives ninety five point six yeah, so far. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Obviously,
1: I, I'm telling you, JT. The more you look at, it, I have some on too. He looks totally fine. There's the one problem with his game, and is that nine percent that you said? It is just straight into the ground, man. He just needs to lift. It's that gonna. Ball.
0: It's gonna be low, Babbitt, streaky, and that lineup around him is not very protective. Yeah, just say it's so here. it's it's just it's, it's Simon not- Cowell. It's a no for me. It I mean, like
1: you're right, and I agree. But, but I don't think
0: you can he, move him. You're not going to drop he him.
1: he does raise that launch angle, I'm not saying he went MVP, but those numbers could come back because the discipline, the hard hit rate, everything's still the, there from when he was in that MVP years, just that launch angle. So if he does somehow, it's going to go like bananas fast. But I agree with JT. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But just if it does. That's the, that, and it, that's the frustrating. That's the one flaw in the game the one flaw and that's what that Vlad did and now Vlad's hitting three dingers in New York and hitting double and getting spiked you know like shout out Jared, Garrett Cole but he is a frustrating player because I want him to do well because he's a very cool person off the f- field too but just lift that lift that ball buddy
0: Yep. Um, any recent injury news worth noting
1: um yeah, uh Mike Trout got hit in the hand. Uh x-rays came back negative though. I haven't been at work all day today. I haven't heard anything more than that, but negative is yeah. well. who knew ne- uh in the medical field, who knew negative was a good thing? You know, you know. <laughs> I'm glad you got that joke, JT <laughs> It took a second, uh, right. I got scared. I was like, oh gosh, I just threw an office <laughs> joke and it's in the ether and no one's laughing. I was like, oh gosh. Uh
0: Wander expected to return but what dealing with a little ham hamstring deal there yeah. pachino um, goes down with that oblique that was that was a bummer you know like but yeah. it's just it happens it's baseball but buxton hey um, I, I haven't Avenger. heard
1: what happened exact what the prognosis is i just saw i got hurt but i did not see what did you did you happen to see what they said it was um
0: Sorry, I was reading about Kirilov. Um uh, Awkward slide. Is that what you call it, I guess? Yeah. Like, he yeah, just kind of awkwardly slid. Have
1: they said, like, just day-to-day still? Nothing nothing came back.
0: You um, know, he's forward. optimistic, and the MRI was clean. But okay. it, we're talking about Buxton. So <laughs> I think the safest bet is if he feels okay, you DH him. If you feel inclined to yeah. keep him off the I.L., um he
1: just scares me yeah balance there but just scares me man
0: I'm I'm I think I'm really sad about Kirilov I I shied away from him I I loved uh, you know rostering him last year but that wrist thing and he never it it got delayed and he never had surgery and he said it even bugged him like in December and he like had to back off a little bit I'm just like this is so this is like
1: we talked about that Remains last year. of Chris
0: Bryant. Yeah, we talked
1: about that last year with the, those wrists. If you don't get those taken care of and try to naturally heal that thing, that is a. let me watch the Mighty
0: Ducks. Yeah, Banks, you yeah, know, flip, turn 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 in in that wrist, man. Come on,
1: gotta really take care of that wrist, man. Like early on, because uh, those don't go away. Like quack that's quack quack, quack,
0: Mr. kirloff yeah. you know, quack 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 quack. 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 Come on.
1: I referenced that movie two days ago, actually, in reference to Mike Madonna of the North Stars, because that's uh, that's who he right. is. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was uh, someone didn't know who Mike Madonna was, and I had to fight them as an American and who likes hockey. I was like, "That he's like on your Mount Rushmore. How dare you?" Yep.
0: Yeah. Looks like Acuna's um, penciled up for some AAA rehab, so yeah. might see him in May in the, um, in the big leagues
1: trying to see who else any other news
0: so one of the teams today got wiped by a bunch of COVID which kind of was like yeah Oakland, was was I know Mick yeah.
1: on the COVID but again that's not an injury thing that's a they get back when they get back um thing but injury wise
0: Jonathan India that was another one yeah. where it's oh, yeah. kind of a second base kind of a tight spot so right hamstring no IL yet it's just um He's missed four games now, so don't know what we're doing. But
1: I know I I got him in our fifteen team league, and I'm just like, I guess I play him. <laughs> like I was like, this is right. what, this is what we do now. But yeah, that's uh, that's.
0: I don't remember how he injured it, but you could play the video here. But young yo,
1: yo kid though, he'll be all right.
0: Yep. All right. That's- we got to talk about some feats of dad's strength before we sign yeah, off here yeah, yeah. so um obviously i i changed a little bit this year so i went distances for home runs and then just straight up in play hits exit velos doesn't have to be a home run just solid exit velos that were resulted in a hit so um mike trout papa trout right it's dad now dad's strength the longest home run so far you know,
1: was two, it was two of them average for four, right. four, i think he's okay <laughs> yeah,
0: 472 um that did, one
1: was it was a shot i'll tell you i'll tell you that oh. we haven't
0: we haven't celebrated your boy cj crone
1: Cron. yeah i know <laughs> i Take actually cj crone this year and uh yeah That's paid off. That's been my one bright spot. Um, Otherwise, my team's doggy doo doo so far. I'm holding Pat, though, like I said in the beginning, but yeah. Mm -hmm. CJ Chrome. CJ Chrome.
0: Yeah, Carlos Correa is going to pop on both lists. So pretty impressive there. Yeah. Um, Vladito is just, whoo, buckle up. This might be. A really fun encore. Otani
1: doesn't do Otani things. He's got to be a front runner, right? Right. Well, let's say everybody stays healthy. It's Vlad, Buxton, and Trouts to lose, right? It's just gonna be a three dog race, right? Like if everybody stays healthy, it's just like those three and Everybody else had fun, had fun, you know. You got invited to the party, but you're not
0: really like, invited. even if Otani <laughs> does 80% of what he did, like nothing crazy, but say he goes 35 yeah. 20, like yeah. and pitches okay, you know, like three it's five, got, whatever era. It, like, the only
1: thing I heard on a pod was it's going to be the trout scenario where it's just like, we got to give it to somebody else. Like, even though he's yes. clearly
0: the best player, yeah. like,
1: and most valuable, they're just going to give it to somebody else. It'd be funny if they get tired of Otani and they give it to Trout, <laughs> like, it's just yeah. like, oh, okay, he's back, like, and just <laughs> give it to Trout, but like. We're before we uh, like Mike Zinino, exit below one ten. Uh, honorary dad bod Mike Zinino good. Just for everybody out there, Like, You know,
0: yeah, hit, total hit true mark. outcome, but you respect it for a catcher. That's
1: catch what yeah, you want. For, I don't care that yeah, you're we're on the same bubbles, page. There. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hit me thirty bombs and play good defense, pitch frame, like right. I don't care twenty five bombs. I don't care. Um,
0: Honestly, with with a, a automated strike zone like a umpire robots come in yeah if you are really good at striking out or i mean bad at it, i guess yeah really good at walking and you just hit dingers learn how to catch because framing is going to be obsolete yeah it doesn't matter anymore. yeah um so that just, should be your spot
1: <laughs> just yeah just literally catch a baseball and then hit dingers that's it <laughs> just uh, we got to talk about uh, one Sean Murphy with the dumper with the, the, the baby got back pitch uh, the other day.
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, Arnold, the I don't know
1: the exit velo coming off that hiney. Uh, probably a solid triple digits because it got a good old cushion there. Um, well, what can we say? We we love a good catcher bot booty on this podcast. Um,
0: he must work out.
1: Exactly. Because uh, um, the catchers are like honorary dad bots. So everybody else is jacked like jared kelnick and we're out here running like alejandro kirk and stuff like that <laughs> so
0: i still think of uh cc like oh yeah heyday just just a big old blob of a man i mean he's what six seven yeah and then he retires it's almost like when your kids finally leave the house and it's just you're you don't you're not running around you know going to sports and all this other stuff you're like hey, i'm kind of bored of my I- i'm gonna go for a walk and oh maybe we'll lift a little bit and then all of a sudden you're jacked and you're he, 50.
1: while i respect that <laughs> who i'm gonna respect is the guy who's not pretending to be something he's not and that's big sexy bartolo cologne he's just big sexy like this is what he is he's in venezuela on dirt field striking out 15 year olds and he's just like look i'm bringing the heat still and that's what he does he's bartolo Colon
0: talk about a gatekeeper like hey i'm gonna still go because i can and like you know if you can hit off me you can you can who keep doesn't, progressing who you doesn't know
1: love bartolo too you know what i need i'm pittsburgh i need to sell some tickets bartolo Colon. and i'm gonna hit him too <laughs> like guess what no dh you're hitting too buddy <laughs> and i'm selling t-shirts right because if you're gonna or Oakland, you're going to make a circus out of your team and make it a joke of a franchise because that's what you did this last season, turn turned into a joke. Just might as well go full joke and sign Bartolo Colon because I, I would go to a Bartolo Colon baseball game and buy a t-shirt.
0: I, I got, okay, I just had an idea. I'm marketing and I'm like, hey, Bartolo, now that you're on the team, we're going to do a bobblehead, but it's going to be a little bit different. You're going to be laying across the mound, posing Ooh. one arm behind the head, and the bobble ain't going to be your head. It's going to be your little belly. It's there like little we bobble, go. Belly bobble.
1: There we go. Big sexy.
0: It sells send, itself.
1: send us a check, Oakland or Pittsburgh. Or we want residuals off like this. Bal- yeah, Baltimore, <laughs> like whatever whatever terrible organization is picking up our dollar in this scenario. I just, I don't want to see it. I want to see it. And I want the bobblehead. I'll go to Oakland for the bobblehead. <laughs>
0: Oh, for sure. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I think maybe any couple um, ads that have popped up, names that popped up recently that um, you'd say 15 team or, you know, whatever. Man, Um,
1: Um, I went to the well a little bit in the Giants organization there. Uh, I I invested in a couple closers there and uh, didn't sorry hiccup still i invested in uh, jake McGee, who got a save weirdly enough mm. but it didn't get the majority of the saves so um kind of a weird situation there so uh, again like my, my pickups are all um uh um closers are, yeah who are projected to be closers so um i uh daniel bard i guess just picked up 66 he got four saves it's colorado how many saves is he gonna get who knows but he is getting him now um again uh gregory soto he was always gonna be the closer for some reason he's owned 68 percent of leagues he's your guy um i don't see i don't see anybody else that's kind of owned in some leagues um Anthony Bender, Miami, but he's going to lose that job real soon, and he's just not playing very well. So i I wouldn't rush to pick him up. But if you're desperate, he's like the guy for like a couple more weeks. I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. If you really need that save. Um, but yeah, I guess those two, like Bard and uh, and uh, Soto, they're owned in must seventy percent of leagues. So make it hundred because they're they're clearly the guys now,
0: right? Um, I hate to say it, but Mr. Cortez,
1: <laughs> I just picked up Mr. Cortez. As well. Um,
0: I don't care who you are, you strike out 12 across five innings. Um, you got to roster him, he's only 64 rostered in Yahoo. Heaney is in LA, and they Gosh, I, did no. they crack that riddle?
1: <laughs> no, I don't, you dare. <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't like Heaney either, but strikes out 11 since he, but both teams, both. Both outcomes it's what you I know not what did I you know. expect, but what they should do. But it's like if it validates that okay, they're capable of that. Tread lightly at San Diego next for Heaney. But we're I'm talking 15 team league, like he's out there. Yeah. Obviously, um like uh G-Man Choi is gonna circle back there, only 25% rostered. He's he's seen the ball really well and he's hitting in a, in a good lineup there. Jesus Sanchez, uh mm-hmm. young outfielder there in Miami, 56% rostered. Um, I think it's a little bit of a hot streak. I, you know, obviously regression as with most, but I think it's definitely 15 team worthy. Um,
1: yeah. I will say this too. Well. Don't, when your pitchers aren't going deep into games. Don't worry about that yet. Um, still super early in the year. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't be like panicking just yet. They're, they're still shortened, uh, spring training, all that stuff. So if you're looking for quality starts, not a lot of people are having quality starts. It's okay. So don't don't worry about that. Merrill Kelly also interesting Some talent there, putting it together. I, I don't know if I buy the underlying numbers, but maybe worth a stash always, always had, had, had some, Potential of doing some things, and he's doing some things now. So, what uh, what is he own? Forty percent of leagues, maybe. If you can afford the roster spot, a stash is in play. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm closing with a dad bod player of the week. All right, let's do it. I want to. I'm just want to give it to G Man Choi. Yeah, let's do it. Um, hat tip to, to you, sir. Keep on doing what you're doing.
1: Could do the splits like, is like the best part, really.
0: Yeah. Gumby, dad bod.
1: I, Just, I, I'm,
0: I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I'm down. G-Man <laughs> Who doesn't love that smile, too? Like, I had to Google him and look, look at that smile.
0: So he makes it fun and um, playing well. So G Man Troy, dad bod player of the week. And then. Um, I What I forgot to mention, and I'll incorporate it into the dad joke the week here, but um, second practice for my T-ball team that I'm coaching with my son on it, first play of practice, ground ball, my son picks up the ball, throws it to first baseman, first baseman misses it, catches it square in the side of the mouth, down goes Frazier and he's just freaking out and i feel bad we just yeah. started practice yeah mom's cool as a cucumber you know comes over his mom and like so i'm like okay i'm vibing on the same wavelength i'm like i just want to make sure all the teeth are there and then let's get my ice back. so yeah. try to you know so um he's it was the weirdest thing though because he was like i was like are you okay and he's like he goes I, I missed it. Like he was almost mad that he missed catching the ball. Cause he's like, he's like a pretty good little player, left-handed player playing first base for me. And I was like, Hey, it happens to, to all of us. It's all good. I just want to make sure you're okay. And he goes, my blood tastes weird in my mouth. And so I saw this dad joke and it said that friend got a random nosebleed and he said how weird it was that blood tastes metallic. And I replied, yeah, it's pretty ironic yeah i
1: thought it was this was a real story and it was a
0: real story but it reminded me of the dad joke i saw recently
1: as you incorporated a dad joke you saw i was like well, where i just
0: gave you a long lengthy story which is total dadism and i incorporated dad joke at the end like that was we built right that there. Was, i'm like built, a carpenter built, that builds we, stairs we built, but for a city, story.
1: we built this city that's for sure <laughs> like that was that was an adventure we all went on thank you but
0: baby hey hat tip to him he came back near the end of practice after icing it and feeling better took bp and even finished our practice as the first baseman catching some more balls so i mean like, got the courage back up you know full circle good to see there you go so shout out
1: dap all around dap all around
0: so yep all right anything else before we go
1: that's it that's it
0: All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you listening. Take care, be well, and until next time, see ya. See ya.